0: Welcome, 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 welcome to the Sports Business Podcast. I am your host, Eric Compton, aka Mr. Town Business. You can find the show on all social media platforms, all podcast platforms. So if you're on Google, uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, uh, Stitcher, Anchor, all of that good jazz. You can find us there. Um, you can also find us on all the social media platforms. That's S P R T Z B I Z N E S S on Twitter. You can find me at Instagram at moneycompton. Compton. You can also email the show at Sports Business again S P R T Z B I Z N E S S at Gmail And man, we got a great great show. Um, I just beat game and just realized like. Yesterday is the last Sunday that we will have no NFL action all the way up until the middle of February. So, uh, turn up for a check for that. But man, first of all, I don't know, you know, I don't know how many music aficionados that are out there, but uh, you know, shout out to Drizzy Drake, aka Certified Lover Boy, uh, for uh, an actual album that that dropped. Because Lord knows, I don't know what the hell Kanye West put out uh, like a week before, but uh, that's not really quality music. And apparently it got to the point where Universal was over Kanye with all of these stupid uh, promos and listening parties that he was doing that Universal decided to take it, bestow it upon themselves and actually um, release the album without his consent. So nine times out of 10, I'd actually be mad about that. But, you know, Kanye out here, you know, twiddling and and, and toying with people out here using um, utilizing the Mercedes-Benz Stadium or whatever the hell it's called in Atlanta, the, the Falcons home. You know, he done turned the locker room into a jail cell and he locked himself in there to make that. Man, you out here wasting everybody's time. So um so shout out to Champagne Poppy for putting out some quality music. I wouldn't say it's his best work, but it's definitely listenable. Um so you know, he came through because, you know, everybody was on this Kanye train. I'm not. I think Kanye needs to just stick to making Yeezys and even that. You know, that, that's still somewhat of a far reach. So, um, you know, shout out to Champagne Poppy, AKA Drizzy Drake, for making it happen. Certified Lover Boy out there available uh, wherever you get your music from. Or if you want to, you know, if you still got a CD player in your car, I guess you can go to, I don't know even where you buy CDs at, but, you know, yeah, that's a good good topic. Email the show at sportsbusiness at gmail.com. Let me know when's the last time you bought a CD and what was it? Because um, I think, actually, ironically, graduation might have been the last CD I ever purchased so email the show let me know um, we can talk about it next week but like I said it's uh, the first week of week NFL week one's kicking off uh, in about four days uh, this Thursday we got the Tampa Bay Bucks against the, uh, the Dallas Cowboys this week where the Tampa Bay Buccaneers will be on the quest to try to run it back um, nobody is able no NFL's team has been able to go back to back since I believe the 0304 Patriots um have been able to go back to back um so uh yeah so we got the Dallas Cowboys who with Dak Prescott um coming back from a season ending injury with a dislocated uh ankle um and then you also have Ezekiel Elliott who seems to be more um healthier this year um you know you also have Tom Brady who's returning all 22 starters on both offense and defense um so that's going to be interesting but you know, most 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 people got their eyes on the, I would say the the Dallas Cowboys. Um, they had a really really disappointing season, especially when da- uh, Dak Prescott, um, broke his ankle, um, you know, the or dislocated his ankle, I should say. Um, it really put a damper on the whole entire off the whole entire offense. The defense is one; of, it was historically worse, uh, one of the worst teams defensively, on the defensive side of the ball. Um, In recent memory, they were atrocious on the defensive side. So you got Dan Quinn, uh, who was kind of the architect of the Legion of Boom, out there in Seattle. uh, But he had an epic fail out there in Atlanta as well. So it's going to be interesting to see what they do. Um, They pretty much use all of their draft picks this season um, on the defensive side of the ball. So um, we'll see how it goes. Um, You know, I'm I'm more looking on the Tampa Bay Bucs side to see how they're going to be able to uh, amount up to the pressure you know literally if you think about it one person comes to the franchise and was able to just kind of turn it around and get these boys from a, a, a outside looking in into going all the way to the chip and they won the chip in their own in their home home stadium um, so they had a, a actual home game basically last season so during the super bowl so uh, it's going to be you know what can you say about tom Brady at this point i mean it's pretty it's pretty evident this dude's the greatest of all the greatest football player of all time quite press quite, quite Possibly the greatest athlete of all time um, just at the age in his mid 40s. Now, um, being able to perform at a high level, um, he doesn't, you know, the, the Bucks with their defense, they, he, they're they not asking him to do too much. But on the offensive side of the ball, you got Rob got coming back. You got Mike Evans. you got Godwin. Um, you got the uh, Ronald Jones coming back as the running back. So he has all of his offensive weapons. So, you know, as long as they can stay healthy. You know, in a division where the Saints have regressed regressed a lot, and we don't know what their quarterback situation is going to look like with Jameis Winston starting at Week One um, this Sunday. Um, and not to mention, you know, before I take my time out, shout out, you know, sending prayers out to everybody in the Louisiana region who's still recovering from Hurricane Ida. Um, that was a massive hurricane. And, you know, we just want to keep our prayers out there to the point where I believe, if I'm not mistaken, the New Orleans Saints are opening up week one that was supposed to be a home game. I believe in Jacksonville. So um it's gonna be really, really interesting to see how that turns out. But also just to going back to what I was talking about with um with the uh uh the, the, the Bucks, I should say. It's gonna be really, really interesting to see. You got the Saints that have regressed. We don't know what the heck the uh, Carolina Panthers are gonna look like this season. Um, and then you also have the Atlanta Falcons, who I mean, Lord knows what they're gonna be doing. Still looks like they're in a rebuild. So in a rather weak division, which is probably one of the weaker divisions in football, you know, th- there's there should be no reason why the Tampa Bay Buccaneers should should be able to wrap that up mind you this is this tampa bay buccaneers team was a wild card team last year they didn't win their division so we'll see what ends up happening with that um you know and and just a couple of just a couple of footnotes you know we got Dak who's missed the entire preseason um so you know coming off of a major injury one of his offensive linemen zach martin's he's out with covid protocol so you know we'll we'll see how that looks like with Ezekiel Elliott being back. How's the offensive line going to look? How's the offensive line going to be able to protect Dak Prescott? That's going to be a major uh, question mark. How's the shoulder? Um, it sounds like he's ready to go. He's been revamping. He sh- this is going to be his first time actually throwing some footballs um, throughout this last, uh, I don't know, month or so. So we'll, we'll, it's going to be really, really interesting. I think I got the Bucks pulling it away. I'm going to say 27 14. Um, just because it's, it's, it's almost like a homecoming game for the Bucks. You're at home. You're raising up the banner. It's going to be hype. It's going to be lit. It's the week, you know, kickoff weekend. So with the Bucks winning, I got them 27-14. Um, and moving on, you know, I don't really talk a lot about college football. Um, and people always ask me, yo, E, how come you don't talk about college football? Well, two things. I'm from Oakland, California, so we don't really have um, college football like that. We got Kyle Berkeley out there. Um, uh, you know, but they ain't been good since I believe 07 when they had Marshawn Lynch and Aaron Rodgers and Deshaun Jackson all on that team. Um, so they haven't been relevant. Stanford's okay. They put out Andrew Luck, but that was even then probably around 2012. So, you know, where I'm from college football is not that big of a deal. So I don't really talk about college football on my podcast. Just, just how it is. I talk about stuff that I want to talk about because it's my damn show. But I did take the time out this Saturday to watch a, what was supposed to be a heavyweight boxing match, which was supposed to be Georgia, number five team ranked Georgia in the nation against the number three ranked team in Clemson. And boy, that, that was a struggle. Um, I'm not going to lie. That was a struggle to get through that game. Um, you know, and I'm, I'm, I'm between that get off my lawn um, crew as well as the young, young aficionados who like, you know what I'm saying, who like more of the offensive side. That game right there was very, very hard for me to digest, and it was very hard for me to watch the entirety of the game. Two things: um, one, because the score was ten to three, and I'm not saying that I wanted a shootout, or i you know, I like these college football games where the, where the scores end up in the mid thirties for each team or low four, you know, mid thirties or forties. I'm not even saying that, but you know, even twenty-one to fourteen or twenty-one to seventeen would have been cool, but that was that was really, really hard, and not to mention. The only touchdown that was scored was on a pick six, so that means both offensive sides stunk it up. Both offensive sides of the ball couldn't even get to the to the to the end zone, and 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 been able to punch anything in. So that it, to me, that was a hard thing to watch. Not to mention, I think it's time to start looking at Clemson as well. You know, with Trevor Lawrence now being gone, and they got this cat, the quarterback DJ. I don't know what his last name is, and I'm not even gonna try to butcher it, but let's just say DJ and his last name is you. Um, he looked he looked like a deer in headlights. Like He he looked equivalent to what the Tampa Bay Buccaneers did to Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl last year. They confused him. They, they stressed him out. I think he got sacked six or seven times. So he throws a pick six. I mean, he looked like a deer in headlights and he looked like he was not ready for the biggest game of his career. And quite frankly, which is supposed to be one of the most bigger games in kickoff in college game day kickoff weekend in recent memory. It was a tough game to watch it was a tough game to digest um but also at the same time if you had to ask me who could afford that loss more i'm definitely gonna say clemson could have afforded that loss a little bit more than georgia georgia plays an sec which is possibly quite frankly let's just keep it a buck a mini nfl it's basically a mini nfl with so many ranked teams so many players get drafted from the sec to the nfl so you're literally playing in a mini pro league Um, so Georgia can't afford any losses. You got cats like LSU who took it, who stunk it up against, uh, UCLA, which I still don't know how that happened. Um, but no game, no, no, there's no cakewalks in the SEC. Um, yeah, you got Mizzou, you got, you know, Mississippi state, but you still got Texas A&M. You still got uh, Bama, which I think they do play them this year. So, and you know, hopefully LSU, this will, they'll take this as a learning lesson and be able to come back. But um if you had to ask me, they, they 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 can't afford a loss. Clemson, on the other hand, they can run the table and if they can use this as a learning experience, they can get the quarterback DJ um, you know, some help because he, he looked like he he was he was out there on his own. The running back, he ain't he ain't had it together. Um but the defense didn't look bad. If you're able to not if you're only able to give up a field goal, I mean that's something you can hang your hat up on um, if we keep it all the way you know, if we keep it in the buck. So Clemson's got some work to do. Georgia's starting off the blocks, coming out strong. I, I, I like to see Georgia try to give Alabama a run for their money, but I'm going to keep it real. they ain't a college football team in the nation that's going give, to uh, give Alabama any problems this season. I would be shocked. Barring any injuries, I think Alabama's got it made. They rolled up the U. Um, they rolled up the, the University of Miami within the first two quarters of the game where they beat them practically backwards. So 44 to 14. Um, So I I can't see a team beating the university of Alabama right now. Um, They, they, they might be able to go undefeated. And that'll be two years in a row where they, they haven't lost the football game. So, Um, and that's kind of why, another reason why I just don't watch college football, Um, uh, you know, just because, you know, it's the same teams that kind of always get into the college football playoff. And for some reason, the college football playoff committee likes to put Notre Dame in there where Notre Dame literally gets obliterated by anybody they play. Not saying and not to mention their independent school. So they kind of get to create and pick their own schedule. And apparently because they get to create and pick their own schedule, you know, the, the pullers like to think that that is a. A, a team that the nation wants to watch. Nobody wants to watch Notre Dame lose by 50 points. I'd rather see a smaller school get a chance like UCF a few years ago, University of Central Florida, get a chance in the big dance when they went undefeated. I mean, I'd rather see them get obliterated than Notre Dame, give somebody else a chance. So um, just a couple of my grievances on why I don't watch college football on a regular basis and why I don't really talk about college football on my show on a regular basis is because the, the, the way that it's set up it's a snooze fest for the most part. Um, if you look at the last couple of national championship games, they've been terrible. Um, they've been really, really bad. So, yeah, that's the reason why. All right. So now that I talked about college football, we don't talked about the Bucks and the Cowboys. We're gonna talk a little bit about, like I said, the NFL season kicks off this Sunday, or really Thursday. But there's a lot of good games coming up this Sunday, and I'm and I'm really looking forward to the Monday Night Football game where my beloved Las Vegas Raiders play the Baltimore Ravens. Mmm. Man. So you got the Baltimore Ravens who clearly, they don't have any running backs all of a sudden because J.K. Dobbins is towards ACL or his Achilles. Um, they got Le'Veon Bell trying to work out for the team. They got uh, Devontae Freeman. They got a whole bunch of these has-beens uh, running backs that are trying out for the Ravens that kind of give the Raiders maybe a little bit something to look forward to. The Raiders are opening up their brand new stadium officially on Monday where it will be full capacity. Um, and it should be a game for the Raiders to be able to maybe try to sneak this one away from Baltimore. You got Lamar Jackson, Mr. I don't believe in getting the vaccine. We don't know what he looking like. Um, barring that, you know, he's somewhat halfway decent than what he was before he got COVID again. Um, but he ain't got no running game. They don't really have receivers. So it's going to be really, really interesting to see what the 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 new revamped Las Vegas Raiders defense is going to do, and I'm gonna be a, I'm a, I'm a realist, you know. I always like to put my journalistic cap on, and sometimes t- take my fandom hat off. And I'm gonna take my fandom hat off real quick and put my journalistic cap on. Um, the Raiders, um, as far as their defense goes, I don't see any improvements. I know they got a new defensive coordinator. I know they changed their schemes. I know they're going to be in more of a cover three base defensive scheme this year but i don't see it i think the defense has not improved especially in the secondary um, the pass rush should be a little bit better with ngaku coming in um, who's really really good who spent who's a former raven raver raven i should say and spent between minnesota and baltimore last year um, they need that they need Cleveland farrell who went i believe three a couple the number three overall pick a few years ago that he needs to step up um, they got Damon Arndt, who's the quarterback from Ohio State. He's got to get it together. Everyone, uh, a lot of the Raiders fan base really likes Jonathan Abram, but I'm going to keep it real. If y'all remember uh, one Roy Williams uh, for the Dallas Cowboys and why he didn't last too long in the league was because he couldn't cover worth a damn. He could lay the boom stick, He could flick that R3 stick and hit you with the hit stick, but he couldn't cover worth nothing. And that's the same thing I'm looking at Jonathan Abram. Um, this is his third year in the season. Uh, third year in the NFL, and he's going to have to learn how to cover because, yes, you can bring him down and have him play that star position where he's basically um, a linebacker who kind of rushes, blitzes, and things like that, but he can't cover, and that's the reason why I believe the Raiders aren't going to be that much better than they were last year. Another thing is the wide receiver core is just trash. Like, it is trash. Henry Ruggs III, he better get it together because you just running these nine routes, these these stretch you know, go routes. If you can't run some routes you going. I mean, you're going to be in one trick pony and you know, everyone's talking about how you have Tyreek, Tyree Hill like skills. We got to see it, man. You got to start producing. And this is the make it break it year. And I know it's just a second year, but he gonna to have to come up a little bit bigger. Um, we got Hunter Renfro, but you know, he's a good slot receiver. They got Willie, uh, either Willie Sneed, uh, Willie Sneed is on the roster. Who's not the best, you know, he can't, he can't, he can't give you separation. So you know you got Darren Waller, who's probably, you know, arguably the best tight end in the game outside of Travis Kelsey and maybe George Kittle. But outside of that, Derek Carr is going to have to figure it out. And I know a lot of people are saying, well, you know, Derek Carr is a 4,000 yard passer. He is, but he also led the league in fumbles last year. And if you look at a lot of those passing yards, it was in garbage time. And it was also for them playing from behind. That can't happen this year. That can't happen. And I'm going to be honest with you. I think if 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 Mark Davis didn't invest so much in the John Gruden, John Gruden should be on the hot seat. Him and Mike Mayock, the GM, should be on the hot seat this season. Um, this should be a make it or break it season for them. Whether it is or not, I don't know. But to me, this is a if you can't get in the playoffs, then y'all y'all got a clean house because um, you know this is the fourth year I believe in this ten year project that's just not working. It's just a five hundred team. And, and, you know, in a division that's not that good outside of Kansas City, yes, the L.A. Chargers are going to be, you know, better probably with the new coach, but it's also the L.A. Chargers. They find the dumbest ways to lose games. The Denver Broncos got Drew Locke, who likes to listen to Young Jeezy on the on the on the sidelines. Who came? you can't figure nothing out? Where they had to resort to Teddy Bridgewater starting games. Um, so I don't know what they're gonna look like. So this is a this is a division. This is a Raiders team that should be able to just you know at a minimum split with Kansas City and beat all the other teams. So we'll see. Um, it sounds good, but as a as a journalistic realistic person, right now. I don't see the Raiders being anywhere between an eight to nine win team this season. So that's just my two cents. And, uh, you know, I'm going to be I'm going to be rooting for them on Monday night. Um, I'm going to be rooting for them. But I'm not I'm not I don't have any expectations this season, you know, so we'll see. Another couple of hot takes. You know, we got Tyrod Taylor, who will be taking the start for Deshaun Watson uh, for the Houston Texans. Tyron Taylor, who, I, you know, I, I, I feel like my man ain't got a good shake. You know, he got ousted out of Buffalo um, after going to the Pro Bowl. Um, he then gets ousted out, I believe it was last season, against Justin Herbert because his doctor punctured his lung and couldn't even suit up. So then he loses his job for the rest of the season. So, um, you know, with Deshaun Watson, with all of the, um, the, the allegations that are going on against him, um, it looks like the Houston Texans are just going to put him on the inactive roster until all of his legal issues are cleared up and they figure out what the punishment's going to be. Um, it looks like Tyra Taylor is going to have a fresh, a fresh, clean start. So I'm I'm looking forward to see what they do against the Jacksonville Jaguars, who I don't know what the heck they got going on between him or between Urban Meyer, the new coach who came from Ohio State a few years ago. <sighs> Urban Meyer, I, you know, I guess. The Jacksonville Jaguars, man. And the crazy thing is, uh, Shad Khan, the owner, um, his son is probably better at running a business than his dad. And his son is actually the owner, or who's the chair, the vice chairperson for All Elite Wrestling has put out a pretty good product. Why your daddy can't put a good product as far as the Jacksonville Jaguars goes, I don't know. But, um, you know, you got Trevor Lawrence who looks terrible because they don't have any help on offensive line. They don't have any receivers. They don't have any running backs. Um, it's I, I don't see the Jacksonville Jaguars doing anything this year. And they're actually just almost somewhat of a, a waste of space at this point. So um, I'm, I'm looking to see what Tyrod Taylor does. Chicago, you know, the issue, you know, the, the rift between Andy Dalton and Justin Fields. It looks like the fans want to see Justin Fields play. Uh, Coach Nagy doesn't want to see, you know, he wants to. He thinks that Andy Dalton gives them the best, the best chance of winning. Um, Okay. Well, we'll see how that, how that goes, because Andy Dalton got the key, the whole keys to the Cowboys last season. He can do nothing with it. So, I mean, OK, um, uh, you also have Zach Wilson for the New York Jets, um, you know, the Jets again, the Jets, you know, they, they they got talent on there, but, you know, they just don't. They're just a young team. So we'll see what they do with that. Um, you also got the Patriots with Mac Jones. You know, we talked about it last week with, you know, how he was able to beat out Cam Newton, um, for the starting gig, so you know Mac Jones, he's got full range. We're also going to see San Francisco against Detroit. Um, it's going to be really, really interesting to see what Jared Goff does in Detroit now, and also you know San Francisco. Are they going to stick with this two quarterback system with only fans Jimmy Garoppolo or in Trey Lance? Are they going to go? Are they going to go with one or the other? So I don't know how this two quarterback system works. I don't really think it's ever really worked in the NFL. The closest thing I can think of is Michael Vick and Donovan McNabb for the Eagles. But even then, that was still weird. So, I mean, okay. <laughs> so, you know, we'll see. We also got Pittsburgh against Buffalo. You know, Pittsburgh started off 12-0 and last season and fizzled out at the end. Lost to Cleveland in an in interesting first round of the playoffs last year. So... Um, you know, Mike Tomlin. You know, you got some. You know, you got you got to do what you got to do this season, you know, because you know it's always Super Bowl of bust with Pittsburgh. Buffalo went went deep into the playoffs last year as well, so we'll see how they're able to to go back with Josh Allen, who I believe came second in the NFL MVP race last season. So it'll see be very very interesting to see how they do. You also got Minnesota against Cincinnati. Joe Burrow should be coming back uh, off of a torn ACL. Looking forward to see what he's able to do. And I'm going to tell you right now, I'm not saying Cincinnati is going to go to the playoffs, but they're going to be a competitive team. I think them boys are going to play hard this season. Very, very hard. Um, You got Arizona against Tennessee. Kyler Murray, I believe this is his third year in the NFL. Third year in the league. You also got DeAndre Hopkins. You got A.J. Green. You got J.J. Watt. Um, Arizona's got a little You know, they got a little bit of something, but they fizzled out last year as well in Tennessee. You know, you got King Henry and you got Julio Jones, you know, Hey, you got Ryan Tannehill, who should just be able to be a great game manager. And they got a really, really good defense. Um, You got Seattle against Indianapolis. Is Carson Wentz ready to take his debut this Sunday uh, coming off of a foot injury? We'll see. But he also was in COVID protocol Um, in Seattle. It's always, you know, with them, that's another team that's always Super Bowl or bust, um, especially with Russell Wilson um and dj metcalf and them boys as the you know the helm of the the team so it'll be interesting to see what they do you got bobby wagner that's coming back um all pro linebacker you know um i got seattle and that you got the chargers against the football team of washington uh, i think the football team of washington is going to regress a little bit they don't have a solidified number one quarterback yet um and i think uh, if it's magic, he might be able to, you know, you don't know what you're going to get for fits magic. He's like a box of cracker jacks. It's either going to be something really good or it's going to be something really bad. So until they figure out what the quarterback situation is, I, I'm, I'm going to go with the, 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 the Chargers just based off the fact they got Justin Herbert, got the Jets and the Carolina Panthers I'm gonna go with, I'm going to go with, uh, Carolina just because they're at home. Uh, I guess that's, that's the only reason I got, um, I'm gonna be honest with you. I can't even name you three players that play for the Panthers. Um, Yeah, I can't name you three players to play for the Panthers. Jacksonville against Houston. Um, I'm going to go with Houston just because I think the Jacksonville Jaguars might be the worst team in the NFL. They might get they might be on the clock with the first overall pick by the end of Sunday um, going into the 2022 NFL draft you got a really good game between the Cleveland Browns against the Kansas city chiefs. That's going to be really interesting. OBJ Odell Beckham jr. He should be back. The Cleveland Browns. They're trying to build momentum off of a great season last year. You also got the Kansas city chiefs who got dusted off the field in the, in the super bowl last year. And they look bad. Um, they gonna have something to prove this season. Um, they say that they have a, a more revamped offensive line. We'll see. That's that's TBD. Uh we gotta see it, but man, um Kansas City, you know, this is this is Showtime of Holmes' it's time. So, you know, that you know, he keeps saying that he wants to go undefeated, and that's his ultimate goal. Well, you gotta you got a big game Monday to get that get that cracking. He also got Miami against New England. Mac Jones makes his debut. You got two Atanga Tonga Lava um coming back for his second season where seems like the Dolphins aren't too sure if they want to keep him long-term or not. Uh, you know, there was grumblings that they were trying to get Deshaun Watson. Um, that didn't really seem to fall up, pan out really well. But for them to kind of already looking at Deshaun Watson, I don't know what the confidence level is with Tua. But it doesn't look like they're they're. they're, they're I don't know if he's the long-term solution. And it could, looks like Coach Brian Flores ain't playing no games. Um, you got a weird game this Sunday, also with Green Bay at New Orleans. That's going to be in Jacksonville due to the whole Hurricane Ida. That should be a marquee game, but it's going to be a weird game because the Saints aren't even at home. They've had a been they've been practically training in Dallas this entire week, so they haven't been able to go home. Green Bay with Matt LaFleur and Aaron Rodgers this week. Um, this is their final year. Devontae Adams, the, probably the arguably the best wide receiver in the game. Seems like they're ready to dip set and, and go somewhere else after the season. So can they all put it together and put a put a championship run? Because I believe they've gone to two straight NFC championship games, if I'm not mistaken. So it's the third time the try where they are able to host up the Lombardi Trophy this season. We'll see. You got Denver Broncos against the New York Giants. (laughs) Um, Yeah, you know, you got Saquon Barkley. You got Danny. I call him, you know, everyone calls him Danny Dimes, Daniel Jones. I call him Danny Nichols because I don't know why the hell he gets a nickname when he hasn't been able to prove nothing. But Danny Nichols ain't got no, he ain't got no choice but to produce. They've given him all the money on the offensive side of the ball for him to have all the resources. So if he can't prove it this season, he might have to go. And then you got the Sunday night game where they are opening uh, well, basically, it's a soft grand opening for SoFi Stadium in L.A. Might be the best it's, it's a dope stadium, man. Like, I got to check that out, possibly this season. You got the Bears against the, uh, the Rams. Um, you got, uh, what's my man's name, for that played for Detroit, the quarterback. Oh, I'm losing my mind on there. Uh, oh, Matt Stafford, my man. You see, you see, I forget about him because he's Mr. Irrelevant. Matt Stafford makes his debut for the Rams, and we will see if they are able to put a championship product out. I know they just lost their star running back, the Bears. I don't know. Bears, I don't know about the Bears, man. Like they can either go really they can win 10 games or lose 10 games in a season. So I don't know about the Bears, man. So but I got I got the I got the Rams in that easily. And then Monday night, we got my Raiders. Against the Ravens, and I'm gonna go with the Raiders, man, just because it should be a homecoming game for them boys. That is my week one predictions. Um, you know, hopefully, our fantasy drafts is, is locked and loaded. I got my fantasy draft tomorrow night. Um, I'm, I hope I'm, I'm hope I win this thing. So, and shout out to uh, my boy Chris Kennedy for helping me out. If y'all haven't subscribed to his uh cheat sheet and whatnot, as far as all the fantasy stuff, make sure y'all follow him on Instagram, uh, C. Kennedy um you also can follow him on twitter as well go ahead and subscribe it's 20 bucks it's the best 20 dollar investment for all my fantasy football aficionados i just caught mine yesterday and i was blown away so i definitely have them on in a few weeks chop it up talk about some fantasy tips and tricks later on in the season especially with the waiver wire and all that good jazz um but yeah that's what we got for week one nfl i'm hyped um Definitely checking out some games this season, for sure, because I didn't get to go to any games last season, just like a majority of y'all didn't get to go to any games. So I'm definitely going to be on the tour bus getting it in. But uh, before we dip set up out of here, man, it's time for the Sports Business Podcast Dummy of the Day. Ah, there was one person who I was going to talk to, who I was going to make my Dummy of the Day. I talked to my producer, and she was like, no, don't do it. I said, okay. Okay. So I asked her, what about B? And my producer is my sister. So shout out to my sister for always having my back. Um, so I talked to my sister and was like, yo, well, what about this one? Um, because the first one she was like, nah, we can't do that one. So the second one who I thought of when I read, I was actually looking through my articles today on who I can make the dummy today. The first one was a shoe and fit, but eh, didn't want to go there. Second one, I read this weird, strange article. <laughs> little uzi vert gotta be the dummy of the day apparently and i i forgot all about this my man got a 24 million dollar pink diamond etched in his forehead my man jumped, i think it was at the rolling loud festival um, a few weeks ago uh where people he he dove into the stage my man dove, you know dove into the stage and fans ripped off the diamond in the middle of his forehead First of all, my man, what you doing 20? It's like you're walking or you're a walking 24 million dollar. You're just walking with 24 million dollars in cash um, at that point. Second of all, that diamond is going to depreciate. So you, you got it for 24 milli. It might be only worth about 10 milli. I don't know. I'm just saying diamonds are just like cars. You drive that thing off the lot. It's a lemon. But my man, what did you expect to happen when you jumped in the stage and dived into the fans? Like you just thought that, you know. You could just get a free pass and when nobody going to try to rip your diamond off your head that that you told the world that runs $24 million. Um, and then second of all, like, hey, man, we're still in the middle of a pandemic. Like, what are you doing diving into the fans? Like, come on, man. And then you sit here and put this, you know, you're trying to talk about you're not really tripping and yada, yada, yada. But I mean, you know, you're talking about you feeling good and you still have to dive in your head. But bruh. What did you expect to happen? So, little Uzi Vert, you definitely get the dummy of the day. Shout out to all my um, people that are downrange, to my left and to my right in formation. Shout out to my beautiful fiance who's still out there holding it down, doing her thug thizzle on her mission, um, and a couple of my other my friends out there that are still doing the mission. The mission comes first. Um, from one vet to another, to all y'all, we thank you for your service. Um, yeah. That's about it for the show. Hope everybody enjoyed it. Once again, my name is Eric Compton. This is the Sports Business Podcast available on all platforms. Google us. Hey, for real, I need y'all to email me like what's the last, when's the last time y'all bought a CD at a store and what was the name of it? Uh, email the show. I want to hear what y'all got to say. Other than that, much peace and blessings. Stay safe, mask up, be safe for one another. Love one another. We out. We're running back next week.